0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at Current.Tech. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA, members, of FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.
1: Follow us on Instagram at FromTheShadowsPodcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put FromTheShadowsPodcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at OdysseyOne.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with, uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows you can receive books stickers coffee mugs and special content just for our patreon subscribers check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer well that's all i have for you right now folks and thanks for being a part of the from the shadows podcast family so with that being said Let's get this episode started.
2: So, Howler, did you did you get the winning ticket on that Mega Millions there that I just saw got drawn the other day?
3: I did not. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't. You know, I usually, I hardly ever buy them close to my house here. I always buy them out of town when I'm passing through, a, preferably small, uh, obscure towns. And that way, if I do win, I can say it wasn't me. I'd say, yeah, that guy lives <laughs> over there, over here, it wasn't me, you know. But, uh, I, you know, for some reason, and I don't know if it's my age or what, I really, last week, I really got to thinking what I would do, you know, if I won that kind of money. You know what I mean? Uh,
2: I think, I, think don't you, I mean, as silly as it sounds, you know, you still got to plan for it. I mean, we all plan how we, you know, how we're going to get out of the
3: house if there's a fire and.
2: You plan for, you know, other kind of things. Why not plan if you're going to win the lottery,
3: right? Yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that's exactly right. I don't know. Um, the problem is I bounce around so much, you know, I was watching this, uh, what's the history, uh, what, what's the places unknown or whatever, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Oh yeah. And yeah. so
3: I go from, I, I'm, i i riding with my daughter last week to a gun show and there's a big, there's a thousand acres and a big house for sale down, you know, about 10 miles from where I live now. And it's been on the market for a couple of years, $15 million. Ooh. Yeah. And I think he's dead I think he lowered the price a little bit, 13 and a half or something like that. But the thousand acres I like, but the 7,500 square foot house I could do without. But he's got four big lakes. And I mean, he's got, I mean, it looks like the kind of stuff. And the other day was the first day I drove by and thought, you know, if I had, if I was super rich, you know, like if I was a Bezos or whatever, I'd have probably have a hit place like that. But the problem is I bounce around so much. Longer. I was watching the Histories of the Unknown, or Places of while Unknown, and they were in Malta doing uh, at some British Empire. It was Lord Montbotton's uh, Maltese mansion that has fell into disrepair. And see, I would want to help them. I would want to help so many people that I would be broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would be broke faster than that West Virginia preacher at the strip club. You know? <laughs> The West Virginia preacher. Yeah, don't you district. remember the West Virginia preacher that won the, power, the lottery and lost all his money and ruined his life? No. You don't. No. You never You never read it? Google it up. There's stories out there. This old boy, he was like a part-time contractor, part-time preacher, and he won. At the time, it was the largest lottery, uh, $100 million, $200 million. I don't remember. It was in the millions. And, yeah, it's stuff like you'd see, you know, there's news blurbs out there where, he, you know, he got robbed at the strip club. They had 375000 in cash. And of course, he's goofy. He's got a black cowboy hat, and you know, under other circumstances, he could run for office. But anyway, because he's always <laughs> said, got a story tell, and he was there. Hey, he was there witnessing <laughs> to the girls. He wasn't there as a patron. He was he there was trying there to save, trying to save her soul. Oh. <laughs> save her he soul. was trying to save him. He was trying to save him. So, but but, you know, he's, his fortunes have changed because he keeps losing all this money because he. Does stuff like take $375,000 to the strip club or whatever in the back it of the ca- Cadillac.
2: In cash. Well you, know, cash. Fair, well, you know, to be fair, locked the glove compartment, the, the, right? The fastest,
3: right.
2: huh? To be fair, he locked the glove box, right? He thought it'd be safe.
3: Well, you know, I think when the guy walked up and put a pistol on his head, he probably unlocked it for him. <laughs> but, but, you know, the fastest way to um, salvation is usually cash. You know what I mean? I asked the judge; <laughs> he's a lawyer. You know.
2: It depends on your path to salvation, right? Well, I, you know. <laughs> now, now is it? Now is anybody out there in uh, any that, in your neck of the woods that you ever knew won the lottery? Do you ever know anybody?
3: Uh, my brother won ten thousand dollars on a ticket. Wow. Nah, but he didn't t- even tell anybody. Maybe it was five thousand. Five or ten, I don't remember. But you know, he's the kind of guy that buys the whole roll of the ten and twenty dollar tickets. There you go. Kind
2: of like, like my stepdad. My stepdad. That would be something he would do. Yeah, fact, that we were
3: see, so the, the real we We're just gamblers, talking about we were just yeah, talking real about gamblers that know how, that. how many on average, how many winners there are in, in that role, how many have paid off in that, you know, because the, the big roll, the big ten twenty dollar tickets gives millions of dollars, right? Oh so, yeah, yeah. He can track. You can get on the lottery's website, like the Missouri Lottery, and you can see. Okay, well, they've still got ten winners out, you know, million-dollar winners or whatever. And then they, and then they, uh, they track that. You know, it's, it's uh, This is a secondary lottery story, not the one. I, there was a dude that I knew was about five or six, seven years older than me in school, and just one of those guys you know. You know what I mean? You know how oh, when yeah. you're 15, yeah. 15, 16 you just know right and uh, i'm telling the story because he poor guy got killed on motorcycle last year maybe a year and a half ago might have been two years ago now in my summer's times but um he had a little old hole in the wall car lot down in town called Versailles, and and just a prince of a human being when you talk to him other than in fact he was an alcoholic gambler but but really a good dude you know other than his vices some people would (laughs) around there all the Mennonites and Amish looked down on him probably for his vices but he won three million dollars on a ticket and um, I went to his they had his estate sale they had a sale where they were liquidating his farm it was about 890 acres and and two houses now you know how they do when them farms are you know they they put a couple farms together and you know the hired help stays in the little old shack in the oh yeah yep in the property owner Stays in this mansion, so they cut this 900 acres. almost say 900, but it was 867 or something like that. So they had cut it up, and my brother went over there to bid on part of it. But they had weird um, I, they had weird things because the the lender, um, who ultimately had the, who who ultimately held the paper on it wasn't really a lender. It was the it was the original owner of the property because he had carried the note on a bunch of it for this guy. Um, they had, uh, minimums, you know, that was hard to breach, but anyway, me and my brother pull in there, this talk, fancy auctioneers there, and they had an open house and you could, you could, all the equipment was gone. All the cattle was gone. Everything was gone. So they had an open house. Everybody could walk through this, this, the, you know, the property, tour the property, you know, people brought their golf carts and their gators and side by sides, you know, when you're looking at 900 acres or whatever, you, you gotta, you know, you could really, tell the people who are serious or or not you know what i mean so you get there and people are unloading these side-by-sides you know what i'm talking about you know they're gonna go out
2: and and look at the land yeah they're not serious can't walk
3: well the serious people are like me i ride with my brother in a denali duramax around so the rookies (laughs) bring the side-by-sides the heavy hitters drive a pickup you know what i mean but all that's to say is the yard looked terrible it was all brown grass and my brother says well you know they just they just brush hogged it the other day the first time in a couple of years and i said what do you mean he said well i said he didn't cut the grass and this is a big old house i mean big beautiful five fifty five hundred square foot house i mean overlooked this three four hundred acre bottom and it just i mean looked as good as you could get it and my brother said oh he didn't live here he bought this place because it was set next to his but he never lived here he lived down at the shack <laughs> i said do what he said yeah when we leave here And, you know, they had all these brochures printed out and these real estate auctioneer people are there handing, glad handing, handing real estate stuff out and this, that, and the other. And we drive around the property and and there was this, I mean, shack had a crawl space on it that the coons and dogs and stuff had got. They didn't even do a good job of boarding up the crawl space. I mean, it was junk. The shingles were blown off the roof. like a dish not even a carport just like an addition hang on uh it was just it was just junk but it had a new hot tub out there my brother said oh yeah you come here about any day in the day and he because he lived in this little house when he won the lottery and he just bought that all tried to buy all the land around him and he just (laughs) he said you know you'd be here you know one o'clock in the afternoon he'd be in his underwear playing xbox or just like sitting in the hot tub drinking or whatever." And And, uh, so the lottery didn't change him one bit.
2: He just tried to isolate himself. And it just so happened there was a mansion in the, on the property he bought.
3: Yeah. And what happened, <laughs> and, you know, buying cows and buying this and that. And, you know, and my, and I'd heard third hand that he had owed the bank a million dollars because he had 400 and some head of cows or five, you know how bank loans go when he's credit yeah, revolving, yeah. you know how the poor American farmer out there can barely make it. He's got to go to commercial farm credit or whoever was hat in hand and, borrow a million or so whenever he needs it and so he owed him a, a million dollars and was able to go in there and pay him off when he won the lottery then he bought this farm this was next to him and then you know he bought 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 and then he found himself owing a million dollars again within a year or two and then he actually was was killed he was riding his Harley because that's another thing you do when you're 55 year old xbox player you got a harley davidson and an 18 wheeler made a left hand turn in front of him he ran in the, into the trailer and got killed and um, so the lottery i don't know if the lottery changes life for good or bad but the lottery story i was fixing to tell you i was doing this uh, i was part of a national security investigation in uh, the midwest here and we had 24 7 surveillance up on some International students that were under the government's watch and every so often I'd have to go pee so I'd get on the radio and say hey somebody got my the north entrance or the west entrance or whatever because there was this ghetto convenience store there so I'd run in there and buy something because I felt obligated to use your restrooms for paid customers only I'd buy something right So it had one of those little lotto checkers right next to the clerk. You know how you scan your own tickets thing? You know what I mean? That was new back then when that first happened. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was scanning my tickets, and at the same time I scanned my ticket where it just usually says it had a ticker across the top. And it was the first time I'd used one of those self ticker, self-checkers. I asked the fat girl behind the counter, "Hey, can you check my lottery ticket?" And she said, "Well, you got a we got a scanner right there." I said, "What? We got a scanner right? There. You can check your own." So I said, "Okay, hold on." I ran out and I cleaned out the console. This government ride I had, I just buy them and throw them in the console. You know how that is. And went I checked them. And the first one I went, it went beep, and the ticket said forty million dollars across. It just forty million dollars, and my heart skipped a beat. I was like. <laughs>
2: You were the and guy in the hot said, tub you're gonna
3: you know June third or whatever it was, the next week's drawing, not a winner. <laughs> I, was like, and then I was like I was gonna walk off this operation. Forty million dollars, I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna walk out right then. I was gonna I was gonna <clears throat> leave and and <laughs> so I'll tell you what that says about this podcast that I do and I get made fun of by some people in my inner circle. I decided if I had won that five hundred fifteen million this week, I'd still do the podcast.
2: Oh man, that's You're
3: higher than the government job I had because the government (laughs) job I was gonna walk away for forty million, but yours I'd keep doing for five hundred and keep my five (laughs) hundred fifteen.
2: Well, I so I got a so I have a lottery story to tell you here, Mm -hmm. and it kind of it's it kind of has I guess it kind of has a happy ending, so. So the little town where I live in, it's got this drive-through, real famous. It's like a very well-known drive-through in the area, and um, and I remember when the lottery first started in Ohio, and I think the most you could win was a million bucks. Didn't matter. I, 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 didn't matter. And there was um, a family, and they were just modest people, li- and and um, won it. Won that million dollars. Okay. And I don't remember how they took it or anything like that. Cause I was a country kid working in this town. I didn't really know the family, but I knew, knew the kids of the family that won it. And thing that caught my eye, how I found out they won lotteries, this kid comes rolling through in a brand new Chevy Cavalier. Okay. So that, you know, was the big expense was the Chevy Cavalier. So you got to remember, this is,
3: yeah, this is I remember really,
2: yeah. 30, this is not in 1990, something yeah. like that. Okay. So, so that guy, so I got to, you know, I started delivering mail in town. I got to know this family a little bit cause they lived in this little house and, um, that kid, you know, he worked, you know, he was not a kid anymore, thirties, forties or whatever. And he worked just a modest job at a print. Still does at this print shop, okay? Working in the back, um, and drove that Chevy. I mean, he got every dime out of that Chevy Cavalier, okay? I mean, it almost fell apart before before he quit driving it. But I always like wondered. I'm like, you know, what did they do with that money? Because they paid even tax on it. Well, no. well, they pay, even if, yeah, but even if they, I think if they took it over twenty years, it was still like. You know, it was $400,000. So still, like, the way they lived, it was quite a bit of money every year. Well, I come to find out this kid, or this man, I keep calling him kid, because I think myself as a kid, he is one of the biggest kiss collectors in the country. And he just licked
3: all that paraphernalia up, or what? so,
2: So that
3: is what he spent
2: a good majority of that lottery on was a Kiss collection that is almost apparently second to none. Um, the one thing that he does not have that I know, because I see him, he comes, he comes to the post office and picks stuff up for this print shop. You know, they print stuff and it's a big mailing, is um, the uh, Kiss Coffin. You know, because Gene Simmons, that was, you know, he's Mr. Man, Merch. just got that. Well, there's a, there's, I guess there's quite a few Kiss Coffins. You know, you can get, you can just get one. But he does not have one
3: I yet. Oh, I didn't know you could just, I, well, then that, that waters it down, right? Well, yeah, you yeah. yeah not, I, I think you could just go buy one.
2: So, so where's he keep all this stuff? He keeps, he keeps it in that house. He keeps it in that little house. It's, it's like a, the, the guy who used to deliver the mail. Uh, At that guy's house has gone in there and he said, it's like a museum in there. Said he could, he could put a sign out and open a museum. There's showcases, display cases lit up all display. He said, it's unbelievable. And he said the kiss gumball or a pinball machine, the kit, everything except for the kiss coffin. And so maybe one, maybe one day, maybe he's got plans to get that kiss coffin. And that'll be the last thing he gets. Maybe you get won't. buried in it. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I Maybe you know, I'll be honest serious. with you, you
3: just you you actually just kinda of depressed me a little bit. <laughs> that depressed you? No, I tell you what, the, the fact that there's more than one kiss coffin, because you know, I watched that American Pickers years ago where they went to Gilly's and and one of oh, the yeah, items yeah. there was was Mickey Gilly's piano. Oh
2: yeah.
3: And I thought, well, you know, if I won the Powerball, I'd have to get to Mickey's Gilly Mickey Gillies piano and put down on the ranch somewhere, but now, what if there's now, more than one? What if there's
2: I, more than one? I don't know. Hey, listen. So all, all you need to all I need to know is I want to know if he played the girls all get prettier closing time well, one time on that piano you when
3: you got that five hundred million dollar ticket. it never closes, brother. It never closes. I
0: mean. <laughs>
1: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out.